Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be getting into today. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Uh, today, we're, that, good job on the ad sense. Yeah, good you tr- job. You, you tried. Um, but today, <laughs> we'll be discussing uh, the last uh, two episodes of DuckTales, The Beagle Birthday Massacre, and Terror of the Terraformians. Uh, we will be getting into spoilers for those two episodes uh, almost immediately, so be warned if you haven't watched those episodes beforehand. Uh, you can find more about this podcast uh, at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to uh, us, uh, our general feed on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on your preferred podcatcher. Uh, wherever you listen to us, we appreciate your ratings and reviews uh, so you can let us know how we're doing. But today we will be continuing our coverage of DuckTales. We've been covering so far two episodes at a time, and today we will be going into these uh, two recent episodes. And I think we're just going to start with the headline, which is Lena. Yeah. Uh, the two, two episodes in a row, making her the main character. Oh. So we have uh, Lena, voiced by Kamiko uh, Glenn, who is uh, most famous for playing Brooke on Orange is the New Black. Although overly animated uh, listeners may know her as uh, St- Stefani, uh, owner of Girl Crush on Bojack Horseman. Uh, also Ezor. She's an interesting from, life. He's also one of Lothar's yeah. generals, um, Ezor on Voltron Legendary Defender. That is so true. So she, she's sudden, been around. She's a mainstay here. It's yeah, she's, she's been around our, our podcast before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, the introduction of Lena as this kind of bad girl character. Um, Steve, let's go to you since you've professed your your enjoyment of bad girl characters in the past. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, I love it. This is pretty much everything I want in this. In this series, like when I before I started, um, I didn't say in this podcast, but I did post on the on the overanimated group, uh, Patreon group, that idea for Ducktales. One of my ideas was Magica have a niece or apprentice around the ages of you know of Webby and the nephews. And though the way my idea was a little bit different, first of all, Lena is a little older than the, than the kids, but my idea was uh. She would sort of be a double agent for for our side, but here they're kind of doing the other way around, which I which I like too, which is fine. Um, she's a very interesting character. I mean, especially especially in um, Terror of Terraformians, um, you got a question. She helped Beakley. Was that really for? Was it really just for the plan, or did she just disobey Magic because she has a conscience? They left it ambiguous, which I liked. And I'm excited because I have a lot of ideas this little arc with Magica could go. A lot of things that could happen with Lena. And though really, I love Lena, but if this was not Disney, kid show, she would have so many death flags. I'm just saying, man. If this was most other medias, she, you know, she'd probably die by the end of this, this arc. Probably make a sacrificial redemption death or something. I don't. I don't know. This show doesn't doesn't feel to me like the kind that would avoid death if that's the thing they want to go for. But that, that's just me. But uh, yeah, yeah we, we, when we talk about Lena, we do also have to talk about Magic of Dispel, who has only appeared as a shadow so far, <laughs> not not really in the flesh. And uh, she's voiced by Catherine Tate, who is most famous for appearing on Doctor Who for a cu- for a couple of series. 
Um, but yeah, Michelle, how how do you feel about the introduction of th- of this whole thing coming into Lena messing with the kids and Magica somewhere in all this? Uh, I have no clue who Magica is, but I love Lena so much. She's my new favorite character. And, like, honestly, like, that birthday episode, though, like, I didn't know how much I needed Webby to have, like, an older cool lady friend until that episode. But it was, like, (laughs) such a pleasure to watch. I was so into it. It made me so happy. Uh, Question. Yeah, I hope she's in a lot more episodes because she seems like an honestly super rad character. Well, question I have. Webby and Lena, do you ship it? Yes or no? No, no, no. Ah, come on, you don't have to ship everything. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're pros. Too old, for, anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think in I think it was at our the pilot episode we were talking about Webby and the fact that she was the only like real female character, and we were talking about how it would be nice if there was an extra female character to, to yeah. bounce off of. And this, this is definitely the best fit, one they could have yeah, given us. Yeah, this definitely fits the bill, right? Because you have Webby being the hyperactive uh, girl who's learning everything, but you also need as like a contrast the street smart one who is yeah. chill. You know, like it's a perfect yeah. compliment. It's you know, so yeah, good. I, I think team up was very satisfying. You know, if, and if Lena ever like, reveals her magic abilities to them. Can you imagine her, Lena's magic, and Webby's just ninja skills? They'd be so unstoppable. Yeah, for sure. She can uh, definitely hold her own. Oh, one note here, though. It's been revealed, though. These episodes have aired are airing out of order. So that's why probably Webby's getting a lot of focus, and we had no Scrooge for these two episodes. Um, Beagle Birthday Massacre is really episode six, and Terror of Terra Firmia is really episode ten. Okay. Oh, well, interesting. Like, yeah, like uh, to me, I I felt that these felt these flowed very well. So like, yeah, if, if, I will they, say that. if they messed around with the order, they they did it for a good purpose. It seems because mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely a good batch of episodes to put together here. And uh, yeah, we we can talk a little bit about Lena's like purpose in all this because besides like introducing her as just a chill character, we have uh, at the end of that first episode of the Beagle Birthday Massacre her going off into this isolated place she takes off her amulet that we saw earlier in the episode she summons the spirit from the dark which turns out to be ant magica and she says i'm in and then at the next episode you also have uh, them this talking with each other and uh, it seems that um lena is trying to get into the mansion of scrooge mcduck by befriending the the nephews so, what 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 theories do we have as to why a why Magica is doing this? B if Lena has any different reasons for this? Oh, I got to so. see if this ends up being important at all. Uh, Steve, uh, you you seem the most Michelle. eager to. Sh- well, actually, well, Michelle first. Let's yeah, go to yeah. hers. Yeah. Do you have any ideas to like why any of this is happening? Well, I imagine Scrooge has like a bajillion enemies, so I I'm inclined to think Magica kind of has it in for him. He also has a lot of gold, though, so I could see that also being a reason to want to get into the mansion. The thing that I'm really excited about Lena is that like she she has this like she she has like she keeps commenting, you know, how like you can't trust family and like so like there's something there. And maybe she has more extended family that's, like, also, like, evil bad guys who... That would be really cool to see them. So, like, her... Her... Like, it could be one of those things, like, you have the person who's, like, pretending to be the friend, but then really they become a friend because 
they realized that friends are great and sometimes like it's really awesome to have friends and she like goes against her like you know i i could definitely see that happening it happens a lot in shows but like for now i'm kind of digging her being like kind of sketch yeah (laughs) like i like her character and i like that she has this kind of gray morality about her like it's really interesting to me so i feel like she's still kind of on the fence about it like i think there are genuine appeals to webby and the three boys that she can enjoy but she also like you know family is family so who knows yeah and it's interesting to me the way they portray her especially in the in the second episode of her like not and not always following Magicka's orders, like because like in, yeah. in this case you have you you're worried that it could be just a situation of her like the spirit pulling pulling her like a puppet, you know. But it seems that Lena has some agency in this, and yeah, you know, for sure. Point. And like she justifies it at the end, like oh, I got to play the long game. But like it's ambiguous enough to n- think, well, she, maybe she is smart enough to do that, and she has her own reasons for getting into the mansion. Or it could be that at the moment she wanted to save her, and it just ended up working out that way. But like it, it, it does a good job in making it so that it's Lena who's making the decisions in the end, and yeah, magic is nothing more than a voice. Really, yeah, so, that's, I, that's I, a I really like good that way point. of doing it. Yeah, it gives her a lot more agency, and that's pretty cool. It makes her a stronger character, I would say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Steve, you, you're the, you're very eager to share theories about this. <laughs> okay. so the, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay, it helps though. I've seen the original show, so um, I have my theory about Lena and why she's doing this and why it might not be so easy to get her to convert to our side beyond with just friendship. I don't think she's just doing this just because of blind loyalty to Magicka or she has like she just thinks this is good or anything. In the original show, Magicka had this um talking bird sidekick. This bird sidekick named Poe, who was really her brother. And my theory is though that Poe is in this show, and he is Lena's dad. And he is pretty much, he turned to a bird, and unlike the original show, and this one's a little more darker, he's pretty much a hostage. And Lena's got to do what Magica says. So if she rebels too much, Magica could probably say, don't you care what happened to your father? You don't want to see your father again. I guess you don't want to see your father again. Because I, I think that could be the pull here that keeps that n- doesn't make it so easy for just Webby and the and you know and the rest of the family's friendship to pull her to their side because you know her dad is just held hostage pretty much as well as I think the whole whole like in the second episode in Terra Terraformia we saw Magica's shadow take place of Lena's shadow for a moment. I think it could foreshadow something that, you know, when Lena does finally like rebel and tr- and turns on her, that Magicka's little plan B, she is going to possess Lena pretty much, and it's kind of going to hold her as a hostage, sort of like, if you want to get rid of me, she's going to say to our heroes, Magicka's going to say, if you want to get rid of me, you got to have to kill her too. And then Lena's going to fight her within their bodies and take control, and, and she'd be like, like Webby and everyone, Kill me. Kill me so you can take her down, too. Okay. So it's going to be basically like Samurai Jack with Ashi, but with Lena <laughs> and this. I really hope they don't do that because I was not a fan yeah, that, that of that That wasn't a very satisfying either. thing. 
Um, yeah. uh, pu- putting the possession for aside uh, aside for a moment. Uh, what about the first part you mentioned that? about like the uh, adding the family? I I do think that's a possibility just because like this show from the very beginning has been pushing this whole family drama thing. Like we we've yeah. had Scro- Scrooge and Donald's pushed by the wayside, but you, you, you that's still going on. We have uh, their nephew's mother still hanging around. Um, so yeah. it, it it would be an interesting parallel, right? To have like a uh, family on the evil side to also have their own drama. So I, I could definitely buy that that, that would be a direction to show. But what about, what, what, about what I said about Nina's dad being sort of being a bird hostage? Yeah, the 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 details. Are of course, you have been to more, know, you have to watch the show to really understand that. We, yeah, we'll see like how this iteration of the show ends up dealing with that plot point but but yeah, I, but, if, but, I, but i would like the, any listeners who've seen the old show to comment and tell me that theory about poe being lena's dad yeah but by the end we'll have lots of thoughts i'm sure from our, our listeners on, on where we think that, because the, the the interesting part is that this show is like pushing plot a lot more than i expected it to do maybe just yeah. based on the pilot like every single episode is a cliffhanger, so <laughs> yeah. so, so that it is re- really um really intriguing to see where where this is all going to go. But uh, we can start going a little bit more into the details. Um, we begin with the um the Beagle Birthday Massacre. We have the situation where the nephews are going off on their boat, and Webby gets left behind. So uh, she falls for this message in a bottle thing that it turns out Lena is doing for fun. And we have the introduction (laughs) of Lena just sitting under a tunnel, just throwing bottles. (laughs) Has anybody ever ever actually seen a message in a bottle? Like, I've never seen that in the wild. In the wild. In the wild waters? No, I have not either. No. Yeah, it's like a thing I see in TV all the time, movies, but like I've never actually seen people do that. Maybe in the olden days. You know what? I noticed though, Lena, unlike the other ducks, she actually wears shoes. She's wearing sneakers. Webby she's, and a, she's a cool teenager yeah. who wears shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how how dare she let go of the tradition of being barefoot in public? She's yeah. a rebel. <laughs> it's part of her rebellious yeah. aesthetic is wearing shoes and no one else yeah. does. Yeah, I'm just saying it's very noticeable. It's very noticeable. I'm just saying. It's, yeah, it's no, the... I, I agree that that stood out from her design. Yeah. Also, of her design, she has a little pink in her hair, and uh, Webby comments on this, and Lena says it's supposed to look this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we just have Webby being in general very awkward. <laughs> it was so. great though. It was so good. I love awkward Webby. Well, awkward is pretty much her personality around people not named Huey, Dewey, and Louie. But, uh, yeah, so Lena decides, oh, okay, let's go to this party on the edge of town. And it turns out to be at a junkyard. Um, and we have the Beagle Boys again. Uh, I, I I was wondering why we come back to them so soon. Although the coming out of order thing maybe messes this up a bit. Mm-hmm. But like it's weird that I I know Ducktales has a lot of villains, so like the fact we're using these several times feels. Well, we got a bunch of new Beagle Boys though. Yeah, that is true. We have the introduction of uh, the Glam Yankees, the Deja Vu's, the, <laughs> the Glam Yankees. Uh, we have the Deja Vu's again. We have the Ugly Friendlies and the Deja Vu's again. Oh <laughs> and my gosh! And, and those clowns. Those oh yeah, the creepy clowns. clowns. Yeah, the clowns were somewhere mixed in there, but yeah, just like all the different variations and of course margot martindale makes a return as the ma um 
So yeah, yeah. They, they break in and then they have to escape. Like this scene is, I don't remember much from it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point is, they eventually get out, and uh, uh, in the process, they bond. Uh, I think at some point they uh, invent a British accent to oh, make it like adorable. That's so funny. <laughs> and the, the the dumb ones say, "Oh, she talks fancy. I trust her." <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Lena, though. Like, as much as she is, like, the cool one and Webby's the awkward one, like, they're both willing to do weird stuff. So, like, I like that they're both down for that. I think that's what makes them, like, good bros. Yeah, and also, I think they're both so both sort of out of the loop from normal, like, society. They're, like, uh, they're like outcasts in their own way. So I think that's what draws them together. Yeah, because we have Lena portrayed as a street smart girl, right? But at the same time, we don't actually know how how much she's like gone out or you know, like what her aunt has done with her before this. Or so yeah, that's definitely an, an interesting thing to look look to. But uh, yeah, they they break out and eventually the nephews fi- find them and uh, Lena meets them. She mentions something like, "Cute, you wear different colored shirts and think of the same things." So <laughs> that was really good. And, and then they go through the, the gag show. of them saying the old, the same thing over and over again, even anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so th- that was a that was a fun gag. It just like basically reflecting uh, what I-, I thought of the, <laughs> the ducks just in yes. passing before this show existed. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Le- Lena wants to ditch them, uh, but Webby decides to stay. Then uh, Lena gets kidnapped. Um, I, was this on purpose or was this yeah, I, I, I feel like I it might clear. have been on purpose considering all that power she can use with the necklace I feel like it could have okay. been part of her plan I don't know perhaps it probably was unless they blindsided her I, no matter how much power you have if someone blindsides you when you're not looking they get to jump on you there's really nothing you can do yeah so but, uh, especially if they're bigger than you uh-huh. Uh, also, the, there's a gag here where uh, Webby is uh, looking out to the sea, and the messages in the bottle keep uh, come back. He's like, "Oh, is this a prank?" And then really, <laughs> the next one comes. Prank? The next yeah. one comes. This is not a prank. <laughs> uh, so then uh, they the nephews come come back, but they met they mess up, and Webby gets captured too. Uh, this is where Lena lets off the line. Now I remember why I don't do family. All they do is fight. So that, that's an interesting piece of backstory that we actually uh, she doesn't mind. say that Webby finishes it for her. So we never really got what she meant. That's why I hate family, which is very important. Oh, OK. OK, good distinction. But um, yeah, but in any case, she, she doesn't like family. So <laughs> or at least it, it seems that way. Yeah, she keeps getting Webby to ditch um, the three boys like a lot and seems like very willing to just like not. She she's she seems to have a vendetta against family affairs in general. So it's really interesting to see where that is going to lead to. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, also, I, just... I, I I wonder personally, like if she thinks that Webby is a bit more naive and like willing to go with things, and she's worried that the nephews will sniff her out. I I, want, I, I don't I, I know because the thing is, the boys kind of came off really incompetent this episode in comparison to Webby um and lena so like which was like supposed to be comical um but like i don't know if she'd necessarily think webby's more gullible but she is like on her own more which is an easier target and i do think though if 
would make sense in her plan. If she wants to sort of get in good with the McDuck family, I think it wouldn't make sense to like let the boys get have their doom pretty much lead them to their doom. So I think it's very general frustration right there. As we see in the next, the second episode, she's not always one hundred percent lock and step with magic uh, in her plan. She sometimes does her own little thing. Right, but even in that next episode, she tries to separate them too. Right, it's like she tries to get Webby apart, and only one of the nephews manages to sneak his way in there. But it, it seems like that's kind of her strategy right now, just like getting the, getting them away from the main group. But um, mm. yeah, at, at least to me that I I I. That's my personal theory. That it seems like she's targeting Webby for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seemed though like Lodgepat did most of the work there, getting them separated, being an idiot. So that that's also true. Oh <laughs> my god, Lodgepat was so dumb. Yeah, but but just to wrap up this this episode before we we move on to that's when just uh, because they mentioned that uh, all they do is fight, then they get the beagles to begin fighting over who gets the credit that that's a classic uh, yeah. cartoon thing and they all begin fighting they end up escaping in the chaos and uh, ma beagle bans them from having birthdays or something it's <laughs> so, pretty harsh there's like a lot of them and oh oh she and saves i got a lot of money that way that is true a question i have though are most of the beagles are they all are they like half siblings only, do they only have one dad, or do they have multiple dads? This is one of those yeah. things I kind of don't want to know <laughs> the actual answer. Yeah, because then, then we have to get into the whole dog breeding cycle. Yeah. And all that, so, let's, let's, not, let's not. I know. I, I'm just thinking that just this family just remind me a little bit of a characters from a show a manga called One Piece. The Big Mom Pirates and and that stuff. I won't I won't get well, into more details. Yeah, but this is the classic trope of like a lo- lower class family with lots of kids. And yeah, like mm-hmm. so, so, sort of <laughs> so, sort of southern accent from the mother. You know, that's a, that's a common thing. But um, yeah. So uh, and then they escape. Uh, Webby and uh, Lena have their little inside joke now with the British accents uh, because Webby felt left out earlier in the episode about an inside joke. And yeah, and then we have that ending of Ant Mag- Magic just popping out of nowhere, like, hi guys, I'm here. That's the thing, though, because it seemed like um, Lena needed to be, like, it seemed like Magica was like, hey, like, you should, you should, like, get in on this, like, getting into Scrooge McDuck's place. She's like, I don't know. But that entire interaction is what convinced her to finally be on board because it was only at the very end that she's like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'll go on this, like, shenanigan scheme with you now. But she had to like make up her mind for herself, which is interesting. Interesting because I, I think another because she just says I'm in, right? So like, yeah, you can, you can interpret that as her agreeing to the plan or as her saying I'm I'm in the structure of the family now. Like I, I, oh, I, I thought it was that she was on board to like get down with the plan for real, but no, maybe no, that's one, one way of interpretting it. But I, yeah, I, that's I, a I, good point though. I, I, yeah, I, I took it the other way. It's like I, I've gotten myself into the family. Like they trust me now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I took too. The same way, uh, same interpreting as Alex got. It kind of reminded me of the episode of Teen Titans when Tara first joined. That very end when she said, very slowly, "They trust me," which was very sinister vibe. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going for a sinister ending there. Like <laughs> that, that was the more cliffhangery of the two endings here. But uh, yeah, we we move on to Attack of the Terraformians, which begins with. Uh, 
I what I assume is a very low budget horror movie, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so the the mole men I guess is what they're calling them in the movie, and uh, La- Launchpad is uh, all terrified about this. But, yeah. uh, and they have their their own little debate, the nephews about oh the terraformians aren't real, they don't appear in the guidebook, and Webby <laughs> like no they this... could be real, they could be. Oh, just me or that. Junior Woodchuck guidebook looked like the journal from Gravity Falls. It also looked a lot like Webby's journal. Yeah. <laughs> I got them confused like multiple yeah. times. There's, yeah. too, there's too, already too many books to follow for you. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah. already too many. Uh, but yeah, so we have this little debate, and in in the in the chaos, Lena's like, "Oh, hey, let's find out. Let's go into the subway." And, uh, and Huey is the one who tags. Yay! Along. Finally, Redshirt gets a moment to like matter in an yeah. episode. I was happy for Redshirt. Yeah, so let's talk about oh, him. Did, did he? <laughs> like, this is his first episode, I guess, all by himself. Um, um well, it... um, yeah. well, episode three is a is a as Huey spotlight episode, which they skipped. They're going to air in December, so okay. So well, this is the first week. Episode. Yeah, this is the first we've seen of him, like yeah. in, in, in a lot. And I guess his personality is, uh, I trust science. Is that? <laughs> is that... Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, like, did, did were you at all interested in his character by the end of this episode, or just uh, like? I was me... actually the rock stuff made me happy because I'm also the person who talks about rocks when you see them. <laughs> so I actually kind of liked that that was a personality trait. He was just like so into this like scout book, and he was he he was unabashedly nerdy about it. I guess that's like what I really liked about his character. He just owned it in a way that I thought was really great. Yeah, I yeah. think ner- nerdy is probably the better word for his personality. Yeah, but I, you know, I like yeah, I liked that too. How has this little thing about rocks, and of course. We hear OVA, one of our big shows, has to do about rocks. So it gets us gets points. Huey gets some OVA points. That for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was paying I was paying attention to see if he would mention any gems. Any gems? But, but no, no, just like actual rocks. So, <laughs> which is nice, I'm sure. But like, it just it wasn't it wasn't in my interest. It was for circle. you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll grow on me. But like, at least to me, it felt very uh, like. I don't. I don't want to say lame is the word, but just like a, not 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 interesting. But like I guess at the like that that ending scene where like they touch fingers and all that was kind of cute. But it literally <laughs> said boop. Like what is the show? <laughs> the DT thing. <laughs> so crazy. And you know, it just seems to oh, well, right now so far it seems like Webby's the main character of the show right now, and not Scrooge. Well, just because of the last two episodes, yeah. I'm sure that's going to change. Well, even though the episode before that, the, the Dime Chaser, she was prominent in that role. And the episode before that, the uh, the one with the carnival, that was definitely a Webby episode. So, No, yeah, we've definitely gotten a lot of Webby. But it's nice to at least get one of the nephews some yeah. screen time. Yeah. <laughs> They're presumably the main characters, but... Uh... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have um, them going into the subway system. Uh, Webby informs us that there was a story about the Terras and the Fermies, who their king died and they had a battle, and the prince will come back one day to unite them. 
And mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, Huey comes back. Well, earthquakes are caused by tectonic plates. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you guys ever had that friend though, who's just like really serious about facts and like isn't like like you try to make them do something really silly or to think about something that's like obviously like made up? And they're like, no, no, that, I'm not here for that. I was definitely that kid. <laughs> yeah, so like those maybe, people. Maybe that's why I don't like him. I liked it. I liked him for that reason. Yeah, and that's why I don't like him because he's too relevant. It's to too my close to home. That is that is fair. Because now, now that I'm older, I recognize that that was probably a a a, a very um my 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 quote unquote friends probably consider me very annoying in those moments. No, I mean, I had friends like that in um, college, and I was just like, I, I, they fascinated me because they just like they stuck by what they believed, and they were so firm about it. Just like these are facts, Michelle. Like these are things that are true. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> you too, you. At, at one point, Huey actually says after one of these statements, "Science fact." <laughs> yeah, science fact. If it's not yeah. a right book, it's not real. And then this way to like open up at the end was like, well, I'll just add it to my book. So now it's a fact. <laughs> It'd be oh. just like, oh my god. Fact and logic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sounds but, like uh, a, sounds like a like one of those climate change or de- denier deniers. Even no, though that, that's the opposite of this. If he, he would believe in climate change. Yeah, I know. So, I'm just saying <laughs> his stubbornness. Until to believe in terraformer is to the very end. Yeah, fair, fair. Webby would be closer to that, but uh, let's not get into it. Um, we have a eventually they explore around after some shaking and uh, the there's like a rock comes in. I just have Webby yeah. be, Webby being the rarely sassy and saying like, "Get the book to help you lift the rock." great as Richard's like uh okay and then he like get he reads the book and it tells him the proper way to like lift up a rock and he just like does it like he's not like hurt by what she said he's just like super chill and loves rocks and I think that's awesome I think that stood out to me just because like Webby being like you know actually talking back like it hasn't been a thing with the nephews like that for me me, I'm just heard pretty much Sadie yelling at Lars. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 when she gets angry, it's probably when it, because we hear Sadie being angry all the time. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So eventually, uh, then later, um, Mrs. Beakley and the other nephews and Launchpad come down to find them, and uh, Mrs. Beakley is like, uh, "Okay, Lena, you you can't hang around the kids anymore. Too much trouble." She says something really awful that made me super sad. She was like, "All those kids have such bright futures," and like basically implied that Lena's like no good, and would just like distract them from being awesome. I was like, "Ooh, that's hard, yo. It's a hard thing to say to some kid." And poor like sort Webby, she has no friends. Like her all her life, she finally makes a friend. And now Beakley wants to break it all up. And who knows if she's done this in the past to some Webby's past friends. Maybe that, maybe Mrs. Beakley's the reason why Webby is so socially awkward and never had any friends until the beginning of this series. Well, she is, right? Because that, that was explained in the first episode. Yeah, right? they, they touched yeah. on that pretty... Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the weird thing, though, Beakley, Mrs. Beakley is sort of right, I guess, because, you know, Lena's kind of yeah she, the she's actually good to trust her gut at this point because, yeah but but know. it's uh but it's for the wrong reasons it's just uh and a funny thing i was thinking though is my thought like oh mr Beakley, 
sure, Lena, she might, yeah, she's working for this evil sorceress that's out to do something horrible to the world and to Scrooge McDuck. But other than that, I think she's a good kid. <laughs> other than, other that. than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. But yeah, just like considering from a parental standpoint, you get where she's yeah, coming from. Like, yeah. Like seriously, if you, if someone drags your kid down into an abandoned subway system, are you really going to well, trust yes. them? After that? <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah so we have them split up into into different sections you have uh, lena and mrs beakley together you have uh, um uh, webby with the uh, with two of the nephews and you have a uh, mcquack uh, launch pad with one of the other nephews uh, oh my god I guess, I guess here we can talk about launch pad oh my like, god launch <laughs> just... so dumb but everything he said was hilarious to me and i don't know why just like his belief so strongly that blue shirt wasn't actually blue shirt was just freaking hilarious to me and i can't explain because like he said dumb things but like i thought it was like comedic gold yeah i especially enjoyed the scene where like he's fixing it and it's like oh no he can read my mind <laughs> <It's like talking laughs> he's my best friend i am oh no <laughs> talking out loud you dummy yeah, but, yeah, like that. It's stupid, but it works. It is. And he's funny. like trying to find out. He's like, "Wow, I sure hate sunlight. I sure it's my beady little eyes, right? Blue shirt, blue shirt. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Real subtle. It's Real not subtle. subtle. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> also, we, we make reference to him being incompetent in actually doing his job because he says, "I've never crashed a train before." I know, he's like so excited when he crashes it for real. I love how much what Mr. Bickley says back to him, the uh, reply was, try not crashing. Yeah, try just try not crashing for once. Yeah. Unfortunately, Launchpad could not hide himself from his true destiny. Yeah, he um, couldn't. <laughs> he's asking too much. So yeah, and uh, we have uh, uh, Webby and the nephews being chased by Seems Rock Monsters at first. And you have all that going on while Magica and I mean what sorry while Lena and <laughs> I'm already already considering could be part Magica could be inside her you never know yeah. <laughs> but but actually when Lena and Beakley are working together at one point Magica's shadow co- comes out as the train begins to move so it's like murder her and Lena's yeah. like mm, I don't know yeah she's like have- it. she's like no. Yeah, after the earthquake, you have her on the ground, the train, and so magic is like, leave her, just let her go, she's interfering, or things like that. But Lena activates her magic powers, which, did we know she had magic powers? Yeah, she she summons her at the very end of the previous episode using the necklace. Yeah, yeah, but I I wasn't sure if she could actually use that, if it was just for the amulet. (laughs) We didn't know that, but like, it makes sense, I'll buy it. But yeah, that, that was powerful stuff to lift a train. Yeah. Uh, also, there's like epic orchestral music playing in the background. Again, <laughs> pulled through for this episode and was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we have the uh, she say she saves Beakley, and um, uh, I think somebody says a line. It really came together in the third act. Uh, going, going. Oh no, it's the it's the uh, pancake green, show. Green, green shirt, right? Like he's commenting on all this sure. as as if it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I love the show though. The pancake joke, the drinking pancakes and English muffins with yes. maple syrup. Are that they real pancakes? Yes, yes, they're they're real pancakes. I think yeah. it was like it's just sort of a joke, a joke about 
about England, about British people, I guess. I'm, I'm assuming so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I thought Lena had some of the funniest one-liners in this episode. I mean, I don't know. She's very sassy. Like, the part, like, yes, sir! Like, you're talking quickly, like, sarcastically saying, yes, ma'am, Sergeant something. Like, uh, man, I want to see more of Lena, man. She is just... Lena? Like, yeah. so strong as an intro to a character like i love her a lot she's pretty cool yeah she's, she's awesome. amazing in, the, in these two episodes she's awesome man um i don't know i think almost every kimiko glenn character uh, of every show we cover i pretty much like um yeah, yeah she, she's definitely just as chill as her character in bojack because that's the one I, I know but like this one's a lot a lot better <laughs> yeah. lines yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, but we we end with just please Queen. just don't kill her, Disney. Don't kill her, please. Yeah. Or like, I'm, I'm just I'm the one thing I'm sad about with her arc so far. So like, I I would like Webby to have like a female friend who's not like evil. You know, that'd be nice. But like, other than that, Lena's like a great character. You don't right. know, and you, you can evil. Yeah, you can still see a, an avenue where she gets like she like is actually good, or she breaks out of this arc. Like it's but, not like the set... reveal's gonna happen where like they're gonna be horrified and like she's gonna have to win their trust back. That seems pretty. The, the cards are there for that to happen. The real yeah. come many ways though. I could see maybe a third party discover this, or or maybe Scrooge discover this, or or another part could just simply be Magica just tell tells them all. She just reveals it for <laughs> hey! them. Like, Hey, guess what? what? I'm inside the necklace, yo. Yeah. It's me. Stop being friends with Lena. She's and not listening way, to me anymore. I'm oh, mad. But, but, does Webby even know about Magica? Because in the first episode, um, she mentions all like Scooge's enemies. She mentions like who, when she captures the nephew, she's like, "Who sent you, Ma Beagle, Longold?" Magica's never mentioned. Yeah, she might not. I mean, Scrooge has so many enemies. It'd yeah. be hard to keep track of all of them. You'd have to be like a huge fan. Oh, no, but also he, he, and also he does seem to keep some stuff hidden because like they didn't yeah. know anything about their mother so exactly. i'd find another interesting thing if this is like a personal dispute and it's something that scrooge has had scrubbed from all records as well that would actually be really awesome i hope that is the yeah. case i just hope did hope maybe magica is she somehow did something to Della Duck, is she somehow involved in her disappearance? Because oh, that could be a real, like, a real wedge between Webby and the nephews, especially Dewey. Yeah, if we want to like tie up those two plots and end them together, <laughs> yeah. that, that's also another that way to be, do this. Yeah, <laughs> I like that it has like two big plot threads actually going on kind of simultaneously right now, though, because it just it gives you it it builds more of the world quickly in a way that I find very satisfying so far. Like I'm equally invested in learning about Linda's family and figuring out more about the the duck lineage. Yeah, right. Um, Although I guess, my, like, talking about just, like, where the show's headed and all, I think the one thing that this show has, uh, like, it's a little confusing to me is that, like, the things I'm most interested in are, are Scrooge, Donald, Le- Lena, Magica. I'm not really interested in the nephews at all. <laughs> like, yeah. they seem to be, like, the low points of the episodes. <laughs> Uh, oh. am, am I wrong in thinking this? <laughs> no, you're you're yeah. not wrong. I mean, I think isn't it true for a lot of like main characters they tend to be the most like chill and just like n- not as strong personalities because it's like easier to I don't know, like easier yeah, because, to like, like uh, make everyone like them because there's not as much intensity to them as other mm-hmm. supporting characters. 
I, mm-hmm. I guess because like I, I'm comparing to to this to like uh, similar age level cartoons like Star vs. the Forces of Evil or Steven Universe or Adventure Time. Like I care. <laughs> like I, it's true that the side characters are very interesting, but I actually care about the main characters like pretty early. Like he, even Steven, who's annoying at the beginning, but like oh, he has he, so has, he has some <laughs> he has some charm, right? Like, yeah, I, I haven't really gotten anything charming out of these three nephews yet. That's a good <laughs> point. They are growing on me. I was like, I, I back when I like thought they were the same boys like three times. Um, I my hopes were not high for them, but I honestly like I'm starting to recognize them as individuals now, which is I consider that a big step for the show. Well, we're, we're still calling I like them, them green a lot sh- more. Yeah, I do call them but I can recognize their personalities slightly more. And they have different voices. And yeah, I can tell yeah. the voices are different people now. It's <laughs> um, a big um, step for me. You know, I wonder though if we're ever going to see the kids' school life like. We, ha- it's, we haven't gone to school yet, and I know a lot of people hate that, but I have a feeling, though, nephews, they're going to go to public school. Scrooge is not going to send them to the private school because it's cheaper. Oh, and what I'm more interested in see is, is Webby, who's been homeschooled, if you ever be allowed to go to a school and meet some more new people. I guess that's once again not a problem with the nephews. I'm more interested in Webby and her development and her meeting new people and stuff than them. This is just reminding me that I'm annoyed Steven Universe has never done a school episode. Oh, uh, about it though. There's a no- did. Gra- did have a book about it. Graphic novel. Yeah. yeah. It's not cool school. <laughs> Alex is like I want more than that though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there are definitely different directions we can we can take the show and I and I agree like at least with the with the nephews like uh, like at least to me right now they're not charming but I the show is so good that I, I think like yeah, Michelle like they, they they'll grow on me after oh, a while uh, I'm sure. But. Yeah. I yeah. just wonder if we're going to see Doofus in this series and because yeah. if Doofus in the series I can imagine him kind of being like Gideon. From Gravity That's Falls. the most unfortunate name for a character I've heard in a long time. I'm sure there are a lot of characters from the old DuckTales and from the comics that we haven't seen yet, so we'll, well, we'll keep... Yeah, I'm just saying, though, he wasn't like he wasn't Gideon in the original, but given what we've seen with Gyro, how they change his character, anything's possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so all in all, I'd say these were... I, I think the, the, the second... Which one was the better one of the of these That's episodes? That's what I'm struggling I with. It's like I don't the know. I can't tell, but they're both like sort of like yeah. a continuation of each other. So I don't know, man, because I, I love them both equally. Because if I love Lena's character, I love her introduction, her interactions with Webby in the first one. I also like that little part with her storyline with Beakley in the second one, when you kind of see that maybe he's not so evil, and she might have some depth to her. So it's. It's hard to pick. Yeah, I, I think yeah. if you if there was a way to like package all the Lena segments into one episode, like that would that be would, the best episode. Yeah. So. But yeah, so, I, yeah, Lena, she is our she's the dendy of this show. Uh, it's too early for that, but um, <laughs> but, uh, in terms of no, us, she's definitely love yeah, she's definitely great. But Webby was originally the dendy of this show. Yeah, I guess so. That too, I guess. But but Webby's a regular character. She's part of the main cast. You know, Lena, Dendy, they're both sort of recurring, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see if we get, if this is, like, the last we see of Lena for a while, or, like, they, if you're saying, if what you're yeah. saying is correct with the putting out of order, it'd be interesting if they put these two episodes together and then well, they leave her for. 
we probably won't see her for at least the next three episodes because um, this was episode 10. She was introduced in episode 6, so this is sort of a follow-up. The next three episodes are, I'm not sure what order, 7, 8, and 9. So yeah, we'll probably get a break from Lena, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and, and just to wrap this up, that at the end of the episode, we have uh, um, Mrs. Beakley saying, you're welcome at the mansion anytime. And so she tur- um, Lena turns back to Magica and says, that that's why I saved. you got to play the long game. So it just makes me like her more, because even if that is true, it's like, oh, she like she really thought about this in like a better way. That's awesome. Cause she literally got Mrs. Beakley to be like, you are invited into our house anytime you want. That is awesome. But it isn't consistent with the previous episode when she was ready to leave the nephews for dead. So Yeah, she's coming around though. She yeah. she can adapt her plan as she goes along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, the next uh, couple of episodes are titled uh, "The Infernal Internship of Mark Beeks," "The House of the Lucky Gander," and "The Living Mummies of Tothra." The, none of those titles tell me anything, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, that sounds like a Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that last one about living mummies. That, that sounds like, it, but. But yeah, we'll be covering those those episodes and future episodes of DuckTales here on Overly Animated. Um, you can find out all, all the info on this podcast and uh, other shows we cover at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, you can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about DuckTales or any other show we cover here at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can support us financially via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, we want to give thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Rachel, uh, a.k.a. Rachel Rose. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and yours truly. Um, before we, we close out here, any final thoughts on, on DuckTales, on the episode in particular, just general thoughts? <laughs> I'm, like, pretty hyped for the show. Like, I feel like the episodes have been staying really good and continuing to make me more excited about the world building so like good job show like this feels like a very very strong disney show which is great because there haven't been like a a ton of them in recent memory i agree it's so far a great show there had not been really one bad episode there hasn't really been a character i really don't want to see on screen so keep it up guys and I kind of interested can't wait to see how this magicka storyline wraps up i'm kind of a little more interested in that than the on the Nadella Duck one, How because dare maybe you. because I know Magica, I'm familiar with her from the original series, so that could be it. But either way, keep it up, guys. Yep. So as you can see, we'll, we're excited about Ducktales. Keep uh, keep on chugging. So we'll keep keep on covering it here at Overly Animated. So until next time, th- thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you soon. Adios. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>